So shall I pray for I'll pray for Graham? Oh yes please. Graham yeah. start. And everyone who's listening. Yeah. So Jesus, we just thank you for Graham, Lord. We thank yeah. you for the work that he's put into this morning. Um the work that nobody sees and also um Lord what he's going to be bringing to us this morning. Lord, we thank you for the words that you've gifted to him. Um Lord, we just pray that as we listen and as we um engage with him, Lord, we just pray that um, you would just bless the words that are being said. Lord, we pray that you would just meet us in the rooms that we're in, Lord, yeah. whether we're in a hub or if we are on our own. Lord, we just pray that you would come and you, we would encounter you yeah. through the words that Graham says. Um, Lord, we just pray that you would bless Graham as the speaker. Lord, we just pray that he would really enjoy bringing this message that you've given to him this morning. Amen. 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 Thanks, Thank Noah. you, Graham. Over to you. So here's my problem with the Bible. When I read it, and I've read it uh, for quite a number of years now, when I, I read it and I read a verse and I really stop and think about it, a verse or a passage or a story or, or some part of the Bible that I will have read many times before, and I stop and I think about it and I say, do I really understand this? And do I, as much as I understand it, do I believe it? Or do I just read it because it's familiar and and you know, it's a great story with, with a good message or something like that. So that's what this series is about. We're taking well-known phrases or uh, really short sentences that uh, will be familiar to many of us that we'll have read before. But we're stopping to say, what does this mean and does it make any difference to my life? Does it have an impact on me? And we, I mean, when we're talking like this, we're only doing 10 minutes and 20 minutes when we meet together. That's not very long to try and unpack something. So uh, we're really saying to you, look, take this away yourself and, and think about it. Go back and read it yourself and read around it and, and, and talk to God about it and just say, well, what's, what's this mean and what's it about? So this week, we're going to look at uh, something Jesus said in Mark's gospel, although it comes in... Matthew's Gospel and Luke's Gospel as well. I'm not going to read the whole thing because of time, but here's the, the background. So we've just had the occasion which is called the Transfiguration when Peter, James and John are with Jesus up a mountain. Jesus is praying and his whole appearance changes. It is transformed. He becomes full of radiant light as though it's shining from inside him. It even affects his clothes and it, it harks back to when Moses uh, in the Old Testament went up the mountain, he engaged with God over a long period, and when he came down, his face was, it was described as shining, and he had to wear a veil over his face because people were a bit scared of that. And this happened to Jesus' whole body. So Peter, James, and John, they've never seen anything like this before, and they are absolutely petrified, really, and, and just awestruck by the whole thing. They come down the mountain, Jesus doesn't retain any of the, uh, the translucence or, or glow as far as we can tell. But he's straight into a situation where the other disciples have been called upon by a father whose son has some kind of epileptic condition. Jesus immediately says the root of this type of problem, excuse me, <coughs> the root of this problem in this case is a, it's a spiritual issue. It's a demonic issue. And Jesus deals with it instantly, whereas the other disciples had not been able to do it at all. And uh, the father comes to Jesus and he says, um, uh, 
how long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. And he replied, Jesus replied, uh, sorry, the father replied, since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire or into water trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean, if I can? Jesus asked. Anything is possible for a person who believes. And that's the phrase. Anything is possible for a person who believes. Or in different translations, it says it in different ways. Uh, all things are possible for those who believe or to those who have faith, anything is possible. And that's a theme which is repeated again and again and again, not just by Jesus, but by other writers in the Bible as well, by Peter, by Paul. And you can see direct examples of it in Acts and in Paul's writings as well. And Jesus says it often, and all four of the gospel writers record it. And I've, in preparing for this, I've been through quite a few of them. And I've asked myself, why is it here so often? Why is it repeated so often? And I came to the conclusion it's repeated so often because it's really impossible to believe. It's a really impossible thing to take at face value that, that if we have faith in the things that God wants to do, then we can see anything happen. Uh, just take the example of Peter walking on the water. Uh, he said to Jesus, look, why don't you just call me? If it's really you, call me. So Jesus said, okay, it's me, come on. And Peter stepped out and he just did something extraordinary without even thinking about it because his attention was on Jesus, because he had faith in Jesus. So here's the, uh, the, the story and the, the, the boy who has the problem and the father who's pleading with the disciples. And the disciples become fixated on the problem. And they say to, to Jesus, why couldn't we deal with this problem? And Jesus, at the end of this uh, telling of it, and one of the others as well, says, um, this type only comes out by prayer and often we've we've looked at that um, we thought well maybe that means we need to pray about this problem more before we see it solved so we we come across all kinds of situations and they don't seem to shift and we say well perhaps we just need to pray more or we need to fast and we need to do something but one of the things that can lead to is that we fixate ourselves on the problem we pray about the problem instead of focusing on the one who will solve the problem. You see, it, the way the story is given to us, we've just had this incredible focus on Jesus in, in a, a state where he is completely absorbed and focused and taken up by what is happening in heaven. He, it's, it's as though he's, he's somehow, uh, I don't know, in between the two or... Or, or somehow he's, he is such a focus of heaven's activity at, at that point in his prayer and in his worship. And the disciples that go up with him, Peter, James and John, they are taken into this. So they see something that they have never, ever seen before. It seems to me quite possible that that, that happened to Jesus fairly often, but we just don't know about it because nobody else was there. But on this occasion, there were three with him and... Jesus wanted them to see something of what he was focusing on when he comes back into uh, right into the middle of an earthly situation and he's, 
he's faced with this difficult problem and he realizes because his focus is on the answer and the one who brings the answer working through him, then that's how he's able to, to deal with it. And I think that's, that's quite a key in understanding these bits of the Bible that say to us, um, all things are possible, all things are possible. Sometimes we get a bit hung up on, well, does that mean I can pray for anything and I can uh, pray for a Ferrari? People always want to pray for a Ferrari. I don't know about you too, what you'd pray for, but uh, you know, can I, can I pray to win the lottery? Can I, can I do whatever? Um, it says all things, but we have to understand the context that what Jesus was about was bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. And so things which are a part of that mission are the impossible things. So in this case, um, uh, 2000 years ago, a boy with a condition that could not be solved by medical science at the time. And today we meet situations that are like that, but we, we struggle to think that we can deal with them, just checking the time. We struggle to think that we can deal with them because we say, well, that's out of my experience. I haven't seen something happen like that so I don't know how to, to deal with it. Jesus gives us an invitation to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. That's the mission that we are given. That means people finding the, the forgiveness of Jesus, the love of Jesus, the help of Jesus, the health of Jesus, the purpose of Jesus, finding those things and bringing them into the earth. When we are faced with something incredibly difficult that we cannot understand, we have to get our focus onto him so that our understanding of him is what we bring to the situation. And the focus on him and the understanding of him, that changes our internal expectations. So usually, well, the questions I ask myself is, if, if I'm supposed to be a believer, why is it so hard for me to believe things? And, and the reason I discover is because there are so many things inside me telling me why this can't happen. And so the journey for me in trying to understand verses like this is to shut out the noise of the things that are telling me this isn't possible. To allow um, the things that I learned from this book, my own experience of God, my, uh, my experience of being part of his church, to allow that to to bring change into the way I think and the way I believe so that the, the, the power of Jesus' life within me is greater than what's happening around me. Uh, he that is in you, Jesus said, is greater than the one that's around you, the one that's in the world. And that's the problem. And so we have to get hold of uh, what it is. So we have to be careful what we're putting into ourselves, what we're feeding ourselves with, what we're not physically so much, but what we're feeding ourselves with mentally and emotionally and spiritually, the ideas that we're, we're feeding into ourselves. Uh, there are some things now that I just, I don't, I recognize how much they damage my faith, how much they damage my level of expectation. So I just don't let them in. Uh, I don't have time to go into that now, but there's a couple of questions here that uh, it would be really good to think about or to discuss. This is one of the reasons we want to encourage people to be part of Livestream Hub so that you can 
listen to a uh, short, hopefully, talk like this, and then have a couple of questions. So the two questions are there. They're also available in the live chat. Um, take these few thoughts away with you and ask yourself, uh, do I believe what it says here in the Bible? And what are the things uh, that I'm being stretched in at the moment? And if you're, if you're not being stretched in things, if you're not in the middle of asking God to do the impossible in various situations, um, then say, well, why, why is that? Why am I only asking for the things that I can manage on my own and that I don't need to see God come in and do in an extraordinary and beautiful way? All right. Thank you very much. Back to you two.